Hello and welcome to the Informed Traveler podcast, part of the Informed Traveler radio show, which is heard on Chorus Radio. It's a travel podcast where our goal is to help you become a more informed traveler. And I'm your host, Randy Sharman. And not that we planned it that way, but we're all about BC this week. So to start things off, we're going to learn about this year's annual Pig Out Festival in Oliver Osoyu's wine country. Usually it's held in the spring, but because of the COVID pandemic, it was moved to October. So we'll get an update on that in a few minutes. And since our borders remain closed, it'll be tough to plan any kind of long-term stay down south this winter. But the folks at True Key Hotels and Resorts may have a solution. They run a number of long-stay properties located in the warmer climate of B.C., so we'll find out more about that in our hotel spotlight this week. And later on, we'll visit Victoria, get an idea of some of the events and activities going on there this fall. But as I mentioned, we'll start things off this week talking about this year's annual Pig Out Festival in Oliver Osoyoos Wine Country. Usually it's held in the spring, but because of the COVID pandemic, it was moved to October this year. So to give us an update on it and tell us about some of the changes is Jennifer Busman. She is the Executive Director of the Oliver Osoyoos Winery Association. The website is oliverosoyoos.com. Hi, Jennifer. Hi, Randy. How are you today? I'm well, thank you. We're going to talk about the Pig Out Festival. Normally, if my memory serves me correctly, uh, the Pig Out Festival... And the half-corked marathon is in the springtime, but uh, something happened in the spring and and the whole world kind of had to adjust. I'm, I'm assuming that's uh, the case here, too. Yes, yes. Usually the pig out and the half-corked marathon take place in May. Kind of a fun way to kick off the season before we get uh, ramped up and ready for summer. Uh, so tell me, uh, it's taking place October the 10th, so coming right up, uh, what are some of the, how, how different is it going to look, put it this way, uh, than in uh, past years? Well, it's going to look very different, Randy. I think um, this year has posed many challenges for, for business operators, and, and if anything, we've had to really be creative and, and kind of put on our thinking caps and think outside of the box. So typically, Pig Out is hosted at Covert Family Farms, a uh, beautiful location. All of our culinary partners come on site. All of our member wineries, 44 of them come on site. And you're kind of eat, drink, and be merry on the farm. And it's family-friendly, and kids can jump on the bouncy pillow, and there's animals and live music. And, you know, with with the current conditions, we're not permitted to do that. So, So we've done something totally different. What we've done is we have divided... Uh, pig out into pig out trails. So each pig out trail has four wineries uh, and four food stations. And we are taking people in smaller groups, which is permitted by health authorities, of course, groups of about 26 to 28. Um, and they're doing like a progressive lunch style event. So first course is going to be at winery A, Second course is going to be at Winery B. Third course has a highlighting chef at Winery C. And then fourth winery is is dessert. And then you're, it's all wrapped up. Uh, each winery gives you a different experience, and they can be as creative as, as they choose. Um, you're there for about an hour at each winery having an interactive experience. And then, you know, five, five hours, four and a half, five hour uh, experience uh, for the folks that have tickets, and then we take you back to your starting point, and and you can go and be merry and and eat and drink in wine country some more. <laughs> well, it sounds like a lot of fun. Um, how long have you been doing this now? So the pig out. This is our ninth annual. Uh, I was one of the founding founding members of the organization who started the pig out on a crazy crazy afternoon. 
uh, Pinot Noir tasting. Um, we just kind of thought, hey, it'd be fun to do a pig roast. And hey, we can sell <laughs> tickets to that. And hey, wineries love pork and chefs <laughs> love to cook with pork. So it, it started nine years ago. It was, it was very small. I think our first pig had 150 guests. Um, and we only had just over 20 winery members at that time. So over the years, it, it's grown and morphed into uh, lots of lots of different versions. And, and we've always had a really great theme this this year. Our theme had originally going to be keep calm and hula on. It was a Hawaiian um, <laughs> theme, like a luau. Um, but you know, we're uh, we're going to change it up and do it different. And I really feel you know so many people have emailed us excited to be able to do something. Right, people are ready, yeah. ready to try something. So, a key importance is us, of course, following uh, rules and regulations set out by, you know, our local health authorities, and then also making sure that our guests, you know, understand all the protocols that are in place and, and the protocols that they have to follow, whether it's for the transportation company that we're using or mm-hmm. for the wineries that we're visiting. Right. Well, yeah, yeah. It, is, it is a two-sided thing. Uh, one thing, you, the, the uh, people participating, like the uh, guests, have to also follow certain protocols, too. It's up to them as well to, to make sure they're doing their part. Absolutely. So one of the things in setting this up, it's, it's not so difficult to do an, an outdoor experience. So all of our pick-out trails, the experiences are outside where um, people can be socially distanced. And, the, you know, one of the benefits to doing it at this time of the year is guests and, and all of us Canadians are used to being respectful of other people's space at this mm-hmm. time. So, so we all understand it takes a little longer to do what we used to do, right? And we, you know, need to be in a line or, or keep our distance. Um, so we're pretty excited. It's, um, it's a unique opportunity for the ticket holders because you're going to get a much more one-on-one experience at each of the wineries. Um, and many of our members are really good at putting unique offerings together uh, for those that are coming to visit during an event. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm excited to see what, how this unravels. Yeah, exactly. And you mentioned you do need tickets for this. You can get them online on your website, right? Absolutely. Tickets are online at oliverswaves.com. Perfect. Well, give me a sense in general how the summer was for the whole area of, of Oliver Soyuz and, um, and through wine country. Well, you know, Randy, it kind of started off slow, of course, um, and it took a little while once once we had um, provincial health order recommendations uh, to our members. It took a little bit of a little bit of time for our members to, you know, implement them and figure out the systems that were going to work for them. And then I can I think I moved to Oliver in 1988, so I've spent a lot of summers in the south. Um, I don't remember a Soyuz being as busy as it was in the month of July. Wow, it was, it was so busy. Um, you know, it was, there were definitely a few challenges where we had to kind of re, re-educate everybody who visits. If you're coming to visit, can you please check out our website? Our wineries have their hours on there. You can also directly link to the wineries to know if you have to make reservations. Jennifer Busman is the executive director of the Oliver Osoyoos Wine Association. You can find all kinds of information, including on the Pig Out Festival, which is October the 10th at oliverosoyuz.com. Uh, thanks for your time, Jennifer. Appreciate it. Thanks so much, Randy. We look forward to seeing you in Oliver Asoyuz Wine Country. Well, since our borders remain closed, it'll be tough to plan any kind of long-term stay down south this winter. 
But the folks at True Key Hotels and Resorts just may have a solution for you. They run a number of long-stay properties located in the warmer climate of B.C., so to tell us more about them is Michael Anderson. He is the president of True Key Hotels and Resorts. Their website is truekey.ca. Tell me a little bit about True Key brand. I'm sure uh, some people recognize the resorts under that brand, but may not know that it's part of that brand. So tell me a little bit about it. So True Key Hotels and Resorts was established, uh, I think we're going on, on into our 11th year now. Uh, we're a management company and uh, we manage eight premium hotels and resorts across BC, ranging from uh, Radium Hot Springs in the Kootenays all the way out to the west coast of Vancouver Island. Most of the properties we manage are high-quality condominium resort developments that feature fully equipped and contained vacation homes surrounded by outdoor amenities like lakes, uh, golf courses, the ocean, and mountains. Our guests enjoy activities such as skiing, fishing, rafting, golfing. Uh, in fact, some of our properties you can golf uh, year-round at. And uh, in the winter in the Kootenays, you can go skating or snowboarding or downhill skiing with lots of wildlife viewing. Um, you can do see things like whales at some of our properties. Uh, bighorn sheep in radium hot springs uh, the bird watching in the columbia valley is off the charts so great out, outdoor adventures wherever you go with us mm-hmm. and you can relax too right absolutely <laughs> i want to touch on the uh, concept of long stays though uh, particularly those who want to escape the winter uh, and many people like to go south of the u.s as we know or even over to europe sometimes to places like portugal and spain now it's becoming popular but obviously we can't do much of that with all the pro COVID thing going on. So you have the, you have the answer. You've always had the answer. Are you finding people are looking more for a longer stay or even uh, for the amenities you offer uh, with your resorts? This year is a, uh, is obviously a unique year. 2020 has been, uh, is memorable to be certain. Um, and we have done, but regardless of that, we have done a fair amount of snowbird business uh, for Canadians wanting to stay in milder climates for the past number of years. This year, however, demand is, certainly uh, showing that we're seeing a peak in demand this year that we haven't seen historically. The closure of the border has had a very negative impact on what we would, would have otherwise seen for international tourists, um, but what we would have seen that way is now being picked up by regional and domestic, regional and domestic market. And so uh, those people that would have, might have otherwise been going south of the border for their stay in Phoenix or in Mexico this winter are now looking to milder climates in Canada. And because of our locations and the self-contained style of vacation homes that we manage and we operate, uh, we we are tending to be the perfect choice for many travelers. So we have uh, fully furnished and equipped vacation homes uh, that are, you know, do not have indoor hallways and, uh, and, and don't require people to congregate in any way. And so it's, we've found ourselves in a unique position uh, to be able to provide a high-quality experience in the milder climate. And so uh, we're seeing that uptick in the market. Let's run through some of the properties here. Uh, there's Bighorn Meadows that I have the list here. Harrison Beach, you mentioned, uh, Souk Harbor, Souk Point, and Sunrise Ridge. Uh, let's just touch on uh, uh, some of the highlights of, of each of those so people get an idea of, of where they can pick and choose. Sure. So let's start uh, on the eastern edge of the province at Bighorn Meadows Resort located in Radium Hot Springs. It's about a two and a half hour drive southwest of Calgary. Um, We're we're right in the village, but we're located on a golf course and uh, it's aptly named because there's a ton of bighorn sheep right at the resort almost all winter long. And we offer stunning views of Purcell Mountains 
and uh, and it runs along the, between the ninth and tenth holes of the of the Springs Golf Course. There, it's a nine-acre site, and uh, we have I think at the moment there's about 137 uh, condominiums there that we operate. And they're all uh, fully fully self-contained vacation homes. I've never been to uh, Harrison Beach, but tell me a bit about that. So the Harrison Beach Hotel is, loca- it is located uh, on the water uh, on Harrison Lake. Uh, we, it's a it's a condominium hotel as well. It features 42 uh, vacation homes, and we have so, you know on one side of the property we have stunning views of the lake. On the other side of the property we have stunning views of the mountains. Uh, very mild climate here. It does snow from time to time. And when I say here, I'm saying here because I'm actually in Harrison Hot Springs <laughs> at the moment at the Harrison Beach Hotel. And uh, and we do also here have some amenities like an indoor pool, outdoor hot tub. And uh, we do have a small meeting facility for uh, gatherings such as family reunions or uh, weddings, uh, up to 50 people. And then we have uh, Souk Harbor, Souk Point, and Sunridge Rise. I'm going to assume, just because uh, two of the uh, names have Souk in it, it's near Victoria or on the uh, Vancouver Island somewhere. That's correct. So we have two two properties or two two resorts in Souk. Uh, Souk Point Ocean Cottage Resort is set away from the village of Souk on, on Possession Point. And, it, and Possession Point is actually the most southwesterly tip of British Columbia uh, on Vancouver. Uh, sorry, this is the most southwesterly tip of Canada and of British Columbia and Vancouver Island. So uh, you're looking right out over the Strait of Juan Fuca to Washington. Uh, the, this premium luxury resort is surrounded by nature, perched on cliff sides above the Pacific Ocean. And so you can actually sit in your living room uh, and it's floor-to-ceiling glass and the, the deck on the outside is glass. There's no stanchions uh, to, to look around and you have an uninterrupted view of the Pacific Ocean. And on many days, the southern resident killer whales, uh, humpback whales, gray whales, and all of the other sea life that exists out there. It's, it's a, it's, it is one of the most stunning uh, resort sites that, uh, that I've ever seen, and many of our guests rave about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell me about the one that's in Parksville now. So in Parksville, we have Sunrise Ridge Waterfront Resort. Uh, it's a 10-acre site in Parksville, and it's on Resort Drive. And it's a very modern and spacious condo-style vacation, uh, I guess, condo-style vacation property. And uh, we have one, two, and three-bedroom condominiums there as well. And they're uh, all furnished, uh, you know, with granite countertops, stainless steel appliances, uh, modern and contemporary uh, furnishings, uh, fixtures and equipment, and uh, barbecues. And then in the center of the courtyard there, we also have an outdoor pool, hot tub, fitness facility, and uh, and just steps from the from the beach. In at Sunrise Ridge, when the tide goes out, the tide goes out for a kilometer, and so at least once a day, if not twice a day, some days you can actually walk out uh, onto the seafloor and see all the creatures that are caught in the tide pools, and, and it's an excellent family destination mm-hmm. uh, for for people that like enjoy the ocean. Yeah. Um, and then we missed Souk Harbor Resort Marina, which is also in Souk. Uh, that one's right in the Souk Basin. There we have, again, two and three and four bedroom condominiums, a 115-slip uh, marina that we operate there. And it's a, it's, a, it's a hub of activity where you can you know, get on a boat and either go salmon fishing or you can go out whale watching. Uh, there's hiking, there's kayaking, uh, you can go cycling. And uh, it's a, you know, a, a center for outdoor 
activity and adventure. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't have to go into too many details about the COVID and health safety measures. It's all on your website, uh, which is truekey.ca, by the way. But I am interested into uh, how you handle the pools, the indoor pools and, and outdoor pools. Um, so, well, that's, a, that's an excellent question, Randy. So some of the, some of the pools are seasonal. So at Bighorn Meadows Resort, we will close the pool there uh, on Thanksgiving because it's outdoors and being in the mountains, it's, uh, mm-hmm. it's rather uh, chilly to be <laughs> outside in a pool. But um, when they are functioning or operating, what we do is we manage the bather load. So we work with the uh, Health Authority and Centre for Disease Control uh, and we implement the protocols that are required to operate safely. So we manage how many people are in the area, uh, additional disinfecting and uh, sanitation and, and, and lots of signage and, uh, and ensuring that people are adhering to, their, uh, to the protocols that, that are in place. Mm-hmm. The website is truekey.ca. There's lots of information there. It's an escape from the winter uh, without uh, having to leave the country uh, with long-term rentals. You can find lots of informa- information, again, on their website, truekey.ca. Michael Anderson is the president of True Key Hotels and Resorts. Uh, appreciate your time, Michael. Thank you. Oh, my sincere pleasure, Randy. Thank you for your interest, and uh, uh, please come visit us one of these days. uh, Come to the warm side of the Rockies or out to the West Coast. Well, one place to visit no matter what time of year it is, is Victoria, B.C., and fall is certainly no exception. There's lots of things to see and do in the fall in Victoria. So to give us a few ideas is Abby Gill. She's the Media Relations Manager for Destination Greater Victoria. The website is tourismvictoria.com. Hi, Abby. Hi, Randy. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Before we start talking about all the events and things to see and do in Victoria this fall, uh, let's just run down some of the rules and regulations that people should be aware of uh, that apply to uh, COVID. Definitely. Uh, we do ask that if you're traveling uh, to BC from another province or territory, um, you're expected to follow the same travel guidelines as everyone else in BC. So what that means is a lot of businesses and organizations may require you to wear a mask when inside the establishment, uh, practice social distancing, sanitize your hands upon entry, uh, just a typical stuff that we've been doing for the last couple of months. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's no mandatory mask bylaw. It's up to the businesses and places you go to. But really, if you wear one, then, you know, no problems, right? Definitely. Um, it's not a bylaw here in Victoria. That being said, as you walk around, you'll see most people are choosing to wear masks anyway. So uh, you're definitely should be packing your mask with you when traveling. Yeah. When in Rome, be like the Romans, as they say. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> so there's lots of things going on in Victoria these days and in the coming months. But I want to start here. October is craft beer month. How does it, it doesn't get any better than that. <laughs> it doesn't, and uh, definitely here in Victoria, we're excited to celebrate. We have over 14 craft breweries just here in Victoria, um, and one of the exciting things about Craft Beer Month this month uh, is Destination BC has partnered up with the BC Ale Trail to create an Explore BC IPA, and what this means is six breweries from across uh, British Columbia, have all come together to brew this amazing beer. And the brewing is actually done here uh, at Vancouver Island Brewing. So it's a small batch. 
if you're a big IPA fan or a beer fan, just in general, you got to get your hands on it. <laughs> it's going to fly off the shelves very quickly. Don't say I didn't warn you. <laughs> so Victoria Ale Trail, is that kind of like a, I do a little tour of uh, different uh, establishments sipping different kind of uh, beers? Yeah, definitely. So the BC Ale Trail is the overarching um, program that's run by Destination BC. Um, within there, there's a Victoria Ale Trail. So you can do a self-guided map. Go to different breweries, try some different foods. You can bike, you can walk, you can drive. Well, you can't drive. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it's definitely a great way to be able to explore different beers that are brewed here on the island. But also, uh, try some new ones. Find something you like. Take it back with you. Share it with your friends. Um, it's definitely a great way to explore the city. Tell me about some of the other ones that uh, pop up that uh, that you know catch your eye, for example. Oh, for me, I'm a big fan of Hoyne. Um, They are extremely popular here on the island. Um, they're kind of that staple that you see on uh, every every restaurant menu. It's a go-to. It's a feel-good. It's a great way to ease yourself into craft beer. Um, one of my other favorites is Whistle Buoy Brewing. Um, and it's a love child of a few different brewers here in Victoria. And they do an amazing tank-to-glass model. So... If you're someone who has one beer that you love and that's the only one you want to try, this is probably not the place for you mm -hmm. uh, because they do a lot of different experiments. So once you find something you love, the chances of you getting it again are kind of slim to none. That being said, um, their beers are incredible. Um, so it's definitely one that you have to come down. You have to come to Victoria. Check it out for yourself. Uh, so, and Victoria is known for its parks and its beaches and its patios and those types of things. Lots of outdoorsy things, and you have the weather on your side, right? So I imagine the, the fall colors are pretty spectacular around uh, Victoria this time of year. Yeah, we're pretty lucky to have uh, one of the mildest climates here in uh, in Canada. So what that means is we get a lot less rain than Vancouver. Um, we don't get very much snow out here, um, especially right now. I'm looking out my window, and it is sunny and beautiful. So that means that there's a lot of um, wide-open spaces for you to explore, lots of great opportunities for social distancing, parks, beaches, as you mentioned, a lot of outdoor patios for you to enjoy those said beers from before, mm -hmm. um, but also um, the Salmon Run that happens mid-October. And if you're not familiar with the Salmon Run, it happens at Goldstream Park. It's about 20 minutes outside of downtown Victoria. And it's a really great opportunity to come down and see the salmon spawning season. What's that um, like, so, anyway? You know what? It, it, it ignites all the senses. It's, you see it, you smell it, you hear it. Um, and... It's actually really amazing. It's over 30,000 salmon uh, head down to go and spawn. So um, as you can imagine, some don't make it, which makes up for the smell mm -hmm. um, part of it. But it's definitely one of those things that you really have to see it for yourself um, to experience it. The photos don't do it justice. One of the things that people typically tend to forget is that um, there's a lot of other wildlife around when you're out uh, in Goldstream Park. So there's eagles. There's bears, although they're not around you. You won't be able to see them. They'll probably see you before you see them. Um, and it's a really great opportunity to get out and, and uh, explore nature. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I, I guess, and I'm, I'm just going from my own experience, when you go to Victoria, you kind of just stay around the waterfront and uh, you forget that there's so much more to see uh, when you explore uh, the other areas of Victoria, right? 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, the nice thing about being on the island is nothing is ever too far away. So as I mentioned, Gulfstream Park is only about 20 minutes away, but we also have the Saanich Peninsula. Um, the Saanich Peninsula is where you'll meet a lot of the growers, the farmers, the cideries, the wineries that we have in the region. One of the nice things about it is you can turn it into a day trip. If you're staying downtown and you just want to get out of the, the waterfront scene and you want to explore something new, um, as I mentioned, there's so many really great places to check out. There's a fickle fig farm where you can pick up a little picnic basket. You can head to Seasider where um, they have their own apple orchard on the property and you can try different ciders, take a bottle with you back to your hotel mm-hmm. uh, to try later. And a lot of really great farm to table restaurants that use the ingredients from the farms here in Saanich back at their restaurants. Nice. One of my favorites is a 10 acres uh, restaurant here in Victoria, it's downtown. Mm-hmm. They have a 10-acre farm in Saanich, and that's where they get a lot of their, their produce, their meat, um, a lot of the, the florals that they use in the restaurant. It all comes from their farm, and whatever they can't get from their farm, they get from local farmers. So it's a really great way to be able to experience the fresh, organic um, kind of produce and meat that we have on the island. Mm-hmm. Uh, one place uh, that I have yet to visit is the Royal BC Museum. Uh, it sounds like a very exciting place, and I know people, you know, some people, they just roll their eyes on a museum, but it is really, uh, it sounds like a really fascinating place. Yeah, the museum is definitely a must-see for anyone of all ages. Um, there's a really great opportunity to learn about BC's history, learn about the Indigenous cultures, um, as well as, uh, right now, they have an exciting exhibit on uh, Emily Carr. And if you're not familiar with Emily Carr, she's uh, a beloved Canadian icon, and you have to come and see this exhibit because there's a lot of things that uh, you may not know about Emily Carr. Even if you're a big Emily Carr fan, there's definitely something at the museum that's going to surprise you. Um, and I always recommend any experience off with uh, watching something at the IMAX theater. It's one of the few opportunities that you'll have to to be in an IMAX theater, and I think it's a really great way to end off your experience at the museum. Mm-hmm. And I would imagine uh, rules have changed. You probably can't just show up to the museum. You probably have to, you know, have a timed um, a time that you show up with a ticket or something to that effect, right? Yes, definitely. Um, with the museum, they are doing ticketed timing just to maintain social distancing and allow guests to enjoy their experience. So they are timing everyone as they come in, which is actually pretty great. There's no lineups. You can go have lunch or you can pawn for lunch after. Um, and you just show up when your time is ready and you can have um, that great experience of shopping and reading everything it is you want to read and looking at everything you want to look at and, and knowing that um, you're doing it in a safe and socially distanced way. Mm-hmm. Anything that uh, I may have missed in this whole list of things to see and do in Victoria? Um, One of the biggest things that we just asked is if you're traveling to the destination is that you make yourself familiar with um, the rules and regulations here in BC um, and that we ask that you you follow the rules with kindness. And that's just the biggest thing that we ask. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, Victoria is always a great place to visit no matter what time of year it is. Uh, You can find lots of information on the website tourismvictoria.com. And Abby Gill is Influencer, Media Relations Manager with Destination Greater Victoria. Uh, It was a pleasure chatting. Abby, thank you. Thanks so much, Randy. And that is this week's Informed Traveler podcast. Remember, this is the podcast version of the Informed Traveler radio show heard each week on Chorus Radio. You can find more information on the show at our website at theinformedtraveler.ca. 
So thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, let us know. Leave us a review. Tell a friend. And if you want to drop me a line, my email is randy at theinformedtraveler.ca. You can also like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash informedtraveler. Or you can follow me on Twitter at informedtraveler.com.